Hello and welcome to the sequel to a PhD podcast. I'm Shirley Marquant, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me, as always. I'm curious how everyone is doing. I know for me, the last week or so has been um, a lot. Uh, It seems like there is just things that cannot be understood in all directions. And I, uh, I don't know, I find that very challenging to deal with sometimes. And it's just, it's just a lot. So I hope, well, I'll say that I recognized this morning that I was feeling a lot of the drainingness of dealing with everything that's going on. And this morning, and this is a new thing for me of really saying, oh, okay, I see what's happening. I understand that I'm feeling drained. So this morning, instead of sitting down to record this podcast right away, I ended up going to read a book for a while. And it was just so... Um, I hesitate to use the word healing because there's so many different meanings associated with that word, but I, in some ways that's what it was. It just gave me time, gave me some peace um, for a little bit and gave me the ability to um, really engage again with the work that I wanted to do today. And so I think the point, the reason I'm bringing this up is just because a lot of times, at least for me in the past, I've always been in this position of like, oh, I, you might be feeling something, but just push through. You have things that you need to get done. Just ignore ignore whatever's going on. Ignore what your body is saying. Ignore what your brain is saying in terms of a weariness or depletion or whatever. Just Just get it done. That's the most important thing. Just get it done. And I am learning to push back against that a little bit and say, hey, if my body's or my mind is telling me that I need a little bit of a bit of a pause here, take that little bit of a pause. It's okay. It's society that has told you that you have to push through and get things done. It is not you. It is not your nature (laughs) necessarily to have to be productive all the time. That's not the most important thing for us. So anyway, my my whole point with this little ramble here at the beginning of the podcast is I want to just say that I did that because I want to make it okay for us to recognize when we need a pause and take that pause and have that be okay. Um, so anyway, returning to what I was planning to talk to, talk about today on the podcast, I actually had one topic um, sort of in my mind to top, talk about and then decided that I wanted to talk about something else today. Um, so I'll come back to that other topic some other time. But both of these topics are around what I was talking about a little bit last week of how do we figure out what do we want? What is it that we want to be moving towards? And so why why does that matter? Why is following what I want or figuring out what I want and following that matter to me? Or why does it matter that all of us are figuring out what we want and following that? And I think it matters to me because I'm starting to realize that this is what living is. Are we 
not meant to appreciate and enjoy this time that we have here on earth to exist and to do our thing and be who we are and all of that. I think it really matters that we follow the things that we want and not have that be defined by other people or by what culture is teaching, telling us we should be doing. I also, I also really believe that figuring out what we want, following what we want, acting on it is how we can shape and change the world and how we get the world, how we, how we contribute to making the world closer to the world that we want to live in. And so this brings me to what I decided I wanted to talk about today. And this isn't something that I really had been planning to talk about on the podcast, but it's something that I found really helpful and have been coming back to numerous times over the last couple of weeks since I did this little exercise. And so the it's this exercise, which I'm sure... Well, who knows? May you may or may not have heard of it before, but it's this exercise of defining the answer for yourself of what does the world you want to live in look like. I'll say that again. What does the world that you want to live in look like? What does your ideal world look like? And so I've heard of this. I've heard this concept many times. I've never really done the exercise until a few weeks ago. Um, and I think some of my resistance initially was because, like, thinking about it, there's, I mean, there's a couple of levels, partly because it just feels almost too dreamy and too unrealistic to say, like, oh, oh, I can, oh, okay, I can say this is what I want the world I want to live in. Um, I want it to have these elements, but, like, it feels so far beyond my capacity to make that exist or to find that or to whatever. It just feels too dreamy. It also, I think the other element of the resistance for me too was like, okay, well, what's the scope here? Like, am I talking big picture? Am I talking my daily life? Am I talking my community? Um, And so for me, like I said, I did this a couple of weeks ago and when I sat down to do it, I think I just zoomed really far out, like really, really far out, not in any like fine details, but like, what are the, um, I don't know if I'm not thinking of the right word here, but like the structures, I guess, for the world I want to live in. And so I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of examples from my list, from what I defined. I'll be honest that um, sharing these feels uh, like just a little bit um, vulnerable, I guess, because like there's the voice in my head that's thinking that, oh, everyone is going to say, oh my gosh, Shirley, that's so idealistic and naive and all of that. Um, but I'm sharing it anyway because I sort of, I want to work on addressing, can we start to normalize actually wanting things, including wanting the world to look a certain way? Um, Can we normalize dreaming, making it okay to have dreams without a clear path right now for how to get there? Um, Can we normalize sharing what we want and what we dream of, or just sharing more of like what feels true and important to us in general? Um, so anyway, so that's my little <laughs> my little aside before I share what the world I want to look like 
what I keep saying this wrong, what the world I want to live in looks like. So anyway, here are some of my basic principles in, in Shirley's ideal world. Um, the first one is we support and celebrate each other's choices and efforts and dreams and desires always, um, regardless of whether we agree with them or not. Um, we have our family, our close connections are defined by those who understand, love, and honor us for who we are. Um, another one is taking rest breaks and recentering breaks in our career is totally normal. There's no need to explain or worry about how it will impact our future. We can just do it to care for ourselves as a part of caring for ourselves. Another one is that we exist in right now, not in perpetual planning or worry about the future or how what is calling us now relates to what we've done in the past. We release anything we've done wrong in the past because that's not who we are right now. We are in forward motion. Another one for me is that social media just doesn't exist. We connect as real humans, talking to each other, sharing experiences, no more striving for likes from people who are not true family. Um, we honor the earth around us. We nourish ourselves from foods from the earth. We live much of our lives outdoors in connection and exposure to nature. We return to our homes as a safe place, safe space to rest, not where we live the entirety of our lives. And then the last two for now, curiosity is paramount in Shirley's world. We follow what we're curious about. And then the last one, we rest until we're replenished enough to show up as who we want to be. So some of those are some of the um, guiding principles, I guess we'll say, for for the world that I want to live in. And so what was really interesting to me was not so much in the defining these principles for myself, but in looking at them and saying, and then asking myself the question of, okay, well, if that's what I want the world to look like, how did, how does this define how I want to show up on a daily basis? Or how am I showing up on a daily basis? How does that relate to this world? Um, this exercise, I think, helped me actually hone in on my own values a little bit, put put some words around my values of connection, of, um, I don't know, celebrating people, all of that, all of those, like, you can come up with values and have one word descriptions of those values. Um, this exercise, I think, forced me to put some more context around those values. And I found that really useful and really helpful. And yeah, so it led to more, um, I guess, granularity. It led to more information for myself about how I want to show up in my daily life and also how I show up or how me showing up in my daily life in these values, how that actually plays a role in shaping the world and how we as individuals matter in creating the world that we want to live in. So that's the exercise. That was my experience with it. Um, I've gone back to it now a few times because it is an aspirational kind of exercise. I do find it hard to live it out in the ways that became clear to me that when I first did the exercise, I find that hard to do in daily life. Um, in every moment of the day, because life can get really hard. We get busy. We forget what our aspirations are. We can forget what our values are and how to center, center around our values. But I've appreciated having this outline 
to sort of just help me remember who I want to be and what I'm here to work towards, um, especially especially on the days when my energy is low or the fatigue or frustration with the current world and the way things are is high. So it's been really, it's just been really useful for me. The other piece of it is that it also, by outlining it in this way, it also reminds me or helps remind me of how there are elements of this world that already exist. Like a lot of this stuff is true in a lot of ways. Um, I think doing this exercise helps to shift perspective a little bit back to one of uh, like hope and growth and recognizing what's already here and how we can build on what's already here um, in order to like more fully <laughs> live in that world. So, so that's my experience with it. I think it also made me more curious um, about various aspects from doing this exercise. So what are the things that I'm curious about related to this? One of the obvious ones is how can I show up more every day to support this world that I want to live in? How do I show up more to help this world uh, flourish? What are some of the finer details for what this looks like? Like these are some really... um, I guess generic or general principles, but what are like, if we look a little bit more closely, start zooming in a little bit, what does that look like? What does it look like in, within our communities, within our social structures, within our daily lives? I mean, <laughs> we've been talking about daily lives, but just within all of the various um, levels of structures we exist in in our lives, how, what are the finer details for what this looks like? It makes me curious about who else wants to live in this world. Is this a world that is just for me? Or are there other people who want to live in it too? Or where do our desire worlds between different people, where do our our desired worlds overlap? And how can we collaborate? And how can we support each other? Um, What are the other elements that this world needs to flourish and thrive and grow? What are the components to make it healthy, to make it, <laughs> to make it um, regenerative and sustainable and all of those things? And then related to that, are there boundaries that I need to set to enable the world to flourish? And not boundaries in like an exclusionary way of keeping people out, but more like, what are the rules of how to engage in this world? Like in this world, we don't insist on achievement production that compromises well-being for people. Um, we focus on well-being first and then and then anticipate that the impact and the contributions are going to come from a place of being a nourished, healthy person within this world. Um, and then one other thing I'm curious about with this is there, for me, I really, <laughs> I tend to love to think in images. And so now that I have defined these um, features of the world, is there an image or a place or a location, a vision um, that shows up when I start to think about it? So like for me, I I tend to relate thinking about the world I want to be in as a place with um waterfalls and lots of trees and a stream and all that kind of stuff, which obviously I'm not going to go, <laughs> I'm not going to go abandon my life and go live in the middle of a forest. But if I think about my world as existing in that place, what does that, how does that relate to um, 
the elements that are needed to thrive and grow and flourish and all of that stuff. So anyway, so that's that's my experience with this exercise of defining what does the world you want to look like? <laughs> I keep saying it wrong. What does the world you want to live in? What does that look like? Um, I think that this approach, when we're thinking about figuring out what do you want and what matters to you, what do you want? I think that this approach can be useful because it creates some space between the like meanness of it, the I want, the I want this thing, um, which I mean, we know this like culturally problematic because it feels like it can be selfish. We're not allowed to want things we want to be or we're quote unquote supposed to be um, following the expectations and following the rules and all of the all of the cultural stuff that sort of quashes our um, I guess autonomy in figuring out what we want. Um, so anyway, so this approach I think creates some space between that I want um, with the actual circumstances of of what we want. It's allowing us to come from a place of imagination, imagining what could be while removing, in some ways, removing ourselves from it. And I think that that by creating that space that can enable in some ways that imagination to have a little bit more freedom to express <laughs> express itself. I think that that ability to sometimes get that space in between ourselves and a goal or um, something that we might be working towards is helpful to get perspective that isn't dictated by culture and expectations and all of that. So I found it useful and I thought I would share it here. I mean, I think sometimes it's hard when we can get trapped a little bit in the thinking of like, oh, I'm stuck. We're stuck. How are we going to solve the world problems? How am I going to solve my own problems? Um, how am I going to like, there's no, there's no clean, clear way out of this. And I think what I'm trying to like look at here and explore here is how do we shape our world by or how do we change our perspective on the world and what is possible by letting our imagination, letting our values show up, letting what's important to us show up and then think about how we can show up existing in that way. Um, and I think like that can help us define a lot of things in terms of what our days look like, what our decisions make look like. Um, so I'm interested to hear what your experience with this exercise is if you decide to do it. Some things that you might consider asking yourselves is what your world you want to live in, what that looks like. Um, you could ask how could your own curiosity help define this for you? Does it do anything to inform your daily or your big picture decision making? And again, it's totally okay if it doesn't. <laughs> like if this exercise doesn't work for you, doesn't sound interesting to you, totally fine. I'm just here to share my experiences and pass along some things that are helpful. There's a passage from a book that I've been reading recently that I'm that I'm really enjoying. The book is called Mirrors in the Earth by Asia Suler. I, th I think that's I hope that's how you pronounce her name. Um, I'm really enjoying this 
this book, but I just wanted to read one of the passages that I've just read in the last day or two that reminds me about how um, thinking about or how using our imagination as part of what helps us um, move, make progress and move forward towards what we want to see, what our, what we see, our perspective matters in terms of how to impact the world and how to shape the world. Um, So she writes, hope is to hold the seeds of the future in one's hand, tiny and irreplaceable, and know that a whole forest can fit in the open palm of such possibility. The world will continue to change around us, but the key that will change the course of the world is our our own ability to perceive something different. And I totally agree with that sentiment. I think that the only way that we um, change the world is by defining what's important to us. I think we need to honor that we are individuals, that we have the ability to make changes. And maybe it's not huge scale changes. Maybe it's not um, like, I don't know, (laughs) I'm not going to be the next Bill Gates who who creates all these um, like health initiatives and all that stuff. But we can make changes by supporting each other on small scales. Um, We can make changes by following what's interesting to us and what we're curious about. Um, and supporting the things that are aligned with our values. And I think that if we really lean into that and release the drive to fulfill what everyone else is expecting of us, to release that autopilot that so easily happens when we're getting the feedback and the positive um results from doing what we're expected to do. We're succeeding based on other people's objectives. Um, I think if we can release that a little bit and really lean into what's important to us, I think that those are the things that are really going to shape the future and shape (laughs) the way way we exist in the world and the way we contribute in the world and the way we make impact. So anyway, so that's what I have to say today. I know some of it is probably just sounds like idealistic and naive, but these are thoughts that I'm like, I'm really trying to hold on to and lean into these days and recognize that, again, that we matter. (laughs) We exist. We matter. We're contributing. Every day we're contributing something to this world. Um, And it's important to me to show up in a way that is conscious about it and authentic and really um, expresses who I am and who I want to be. So anyway, that's what I have for today. Take what you want from it. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's totally cool too. Like I said, I'm just here to share my experience and share what is meaningful to me. And so I hope you follow what's most meaningful to you and what you're curious about in the next week or the next months or whatever time frame. And I'm looking forward to next time. Till then. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would really love it if you could rate or review it wherever you get your podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Thanks again. Till next time.